the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1070, The Answer. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning, and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we are talking savings investments in your retirement here on the Max Out Savings Show. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. I'm getting a lot of hiss in the mic. The, uh, so anyway, we're going to be talking today about the, the, what, how, to, how, to, uh, how to build up wealth, how to save money, and uh, how, how to sit there and, and try to get... Uh, how how to, how to sit there and get your your savings built up and and where to go uh it's we got a lot to talk about on the show here today uh, a lot of things happening in the world i mean it's it's like it, it's something new every single day and uh and and how does this affect your retirement so we're we'll discussing that as well one of the more interesting things uh we we've seen out there. There's some, uh, uh, this is not quite related to savings and investments, but I I, I wanted to just touch base with it. Uh, the we, we've seen a lot of talk. Uh, uh, Donald Trump had the car manufacturers in over the last couple of weeks and, and basically said, "Look, you're going to have you to pressure them because the the car makers want to go with the California standards," and, and, and this is a really big deal. If you notice, uh, Ford Motor Company and the other companies are are, are closing their uh, their auto plants. They're closing. They don't want to make cars. Ford is gonna is cutting way back on making uh, all, just regular automobiles, and so like a, a sedan. So sedans, people don't want sedans as much. They're buying SUVs. They're buying pickup trucks and things like that. And Things aren't <laughs> aren't always as simple as they as they seem, and really, what the, what this is is to, to some extent is 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 the mileage uh, on these cars. As the government presses more and more to get mileage for fleet average on cars, the auto companies are 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 making sedans smaller and smaller, cheaper and cheaper. Not really cheaper, but lighter weight and lighter weight, and trying to in putting in expensive cost savings. So you got a very expensive. 
very small car that gets that gets really good gas mileage, and most people don't want that. You know, I got a friend of mine. He works at Apple. He would love a car. I mean, he 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 drove around. And actually, some of my kids are like, did they drive a car? Oh, Dad, it gets like forty miles to the gallon. You know, and they they just they're thrilled by that. And 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 but most people want a nice automobile, and it, and and they don't want something that is just a complete cracker box, particularly when they're driving 75 miles an hour down the road. And, and so people don't want, they're like, why should I pay big money for this little bitty car? It's, it doesn't do anything yet. Yeah, it gets good gas mileage, but I'm paying a whole lot of money. So, uh, and the problem is, is the more money you pay, that means you really, the, the, the gas cost doesn't mean as much to you anyway. And so what's happening is these fuel standards are driving people out of small cars into into bigger SUVs and trucks, which get worse gas mileage. So the fuel, they're being so aggressive on the fuel standards, particularly the Obama administration, that that they're driving people out of sedans. And, and therefore, the auto companies are shutting down uh, car manufacturing plants and people are losing jobs. It's even worse in Europe. Uh, the Europeans, they're trying to get, what is what is their numbers? Uh, they want to get by 2021 in Europe, 57 miles to the gallon. I don't even know what would get 57 miles to the gallon, but but that's their goal. And so so what's happening is the auto industry is in a tailspin. They're building cars nobody wants. Uh, you know, I've got a, I, I have a car. I, my, my car is, you know, the one I'm driving is probably five years old now. And so I got to get a new car. I drove one of my cars. I get an American car and I got a, a American truck. And then I have a uh, American SUV, American truck, and then I have a European auto uh, car. And it's more, a little uh, more, actually, it's not really that sporty. It's a sedan. And, 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 and so, but. I'm thinking I like the car because these cars are designed to go really fast at high speeds, which is in Houston, Texas, which is up and down the freeway and around places, you know, 75 miles an hour is nothing and you're still in the speed limit. And so those cars are designed for the Autobahn. Well, I'm looking, I'm like, well, you know, do I really want to own a car if they're building it as cheap as possible to get good gas mileage? It, it, and I want something that's going to kind of hold up. I, I beat a car up. I drive it a little off the road and stuff. And and, 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 and so I, I need something that's going to be very high quality that's going to hold up. And, and, and so I'm questioning this. But so the European, they're not selling as many cars. Car sales are collapsing in Europe. And because 20, that, that's basically two years away. They're expecting all the cars to get 57, point, 57 miles to the gallon on an average. Now, there was a way they could do that, and they all the automakers kind of went along with it. They just figured, well, we'll convert to diesel. It's nothing for a diesel automobile to get 30, 30 40 miles to the gallon, a nice sedan, and so because the diesels are so efficient. But, but then what happened is the environmentalists turned around on them and started going after diesel, claiming it was unfriendly for the environment because the real goal is to eliminate – this is the subject we've been talking on the show – is to eliminate the oil and gas industry. So they do not actually want a car that can get 50 miles to the gallon – uh, that, that that's very fuel efficient because they don't want you using fuel at all. They want you using electricity, and evidently electricity is going to magically appear out of the air from the electric electricity ferry or something. It, 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 and so what's happened is is they thought that the Europeans would meet this with the diesel. Now they're not meeting it. Now they're all in trouble. And in the, in the auto industry in, in Europe is in shambles. There's layoffs. People are losing their jobs, and the German economy is slowing down. This is what happens when radical environmentalists like Alexandria Cortez and the rest of the Hitler Youth Group uh, of socialists 
uh, come in and, and start environmental whacked out people start mandating what happens in the world. And and now we have in the United States, Donald Trump has called them in because here are the numbers. Uh, right now, the the uh, for 2020, the, the expect expectations are that uh, that by 2025, there Obama wanted 50 point something miles to the gallon uh, on an average fuel. Right now, the 2020 standards are 41 and and, and, and basically 31 for light trucks. They th- the automakers think they can reasonably meet that. And and the problem is is so Trump says, look, let's hold at twenty at, at let's see how we do it. Forty one miles to the gallon for cars, which is pretty darn good, and thirty one for for light trucks. See how we can get there, and then we'll we'll, we'll halt there for a while to see what's going to happen. Well, California goes no by twenty twenty five. We want to have uh, fifty miles to the gallon here in the United States. Which means what they're doing is they're trying to push electric cars. Well, look, if you're in California, this is great. Electric cars, you get in your car, you go down the street, you know, from from your from your uh, from your house in Beverly Hills over to, you know, the Sunset Strip or Century City to your office building, and then you go, you know, two three miles back to your house, and so an electric car works great in a place like Texas where we got big open spaces. a big, uh, you know, I was up in New York and someone came in from Maryland and they drove in to upstate New York and, and they were telling me it took like five hours. I'm thinking, well, that's that's basically from here to, you know, from here to Lubbock or something or less. I mean, it's just, that's like six states over. And and so the driving is much bigger. We need auto, we need automobile, uh, gasoline cars in Texas. We, we We have heavy lifting if you've been at the rodeo, you saw all the trailers being pulled around all over the place you've got to have trucks that can move things around you got trucks that can pull you know big logs around that can they can do can pull a trailer they can pull an r v uh that 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 can pull a boat and different things like that and so you need some pretty heavy duty reasonably good equipment. The other thing about Texas is is we get hit by a hurricane and it might be nothing to have power out for five days and if you're sitting there in an electric car, all of a sudden everybody in the city of Houston is trapped and can't move anywhere. It's not good for the people of Houston, Texas and so we have to understand that we have states we have uh we have different foundations and different billionaires and, and Europeans all trying to mandate stuff on the people of Texas that aren't in our best interest, that basically people, you know, we got billionaires and foundations. These people want to rule the world and they're pushing this radical climate agenda out there. They want to get rid of oil and gas and, and, and eliminate it within 10 years. And, and, and so I want you to understand these people are serious about it. And if you hit their goals, they're going to change them again like they did to the people with diesel in Europe because they don't want they want the oil and gas business dead. And so what Texans need to understand is, look, we're fighting for our lives and we have got to stand up to these people. This is a battle which we're going to have to win. I mean, there is no night, you know, the, there is no compromise with people that want to destroy you. And and that's basically the the socialist and the radical environmentalist. They they want oil and gas gone and they want cattle gone. They want everybody eating vegetables and and vegans. That that's the lifestyle because again, uh, cattle contribute to 25%. Cattle and agriculture contribute to 25% of carbon dioxide, which is global warming, which is going to destroy the planet in the next 15, 20 years, and we're going to be all gone. And 
Oh, these people are serious. As crazy as that sound, as you're listening, you, the, the, what I, the reason I'm saying is I want you to understand these people are deadly serious about what they're doing. They have a plan. They're going about it. They have money. They're going about it. They've got billionaires' foundations giving them massive amounts of money, feeding it into these agendas, and, and they're moving forward. And if you notice, as nutty as that green agenda sounded, uh, you know, with they wanted to eliminate oil and gas in ten years. They wanted to get rid of, uh, eliminate cattle. They also wanted to eliminate airplanes. As as completely as kooky as it sounds, they hadn't backed off. And the and the Democrats, if you notice, this is the interesting story. The Democrats, they're they're, they're the, the moderates are on their heels making excuses like, oh well, they're 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 just kidding. And then they're coming back and they're going, no, we're not. We're very serious about it. Shut up and sit back in the corner. And the and the centrist Democrats are shutting up and sitting back in the corner. And they're they're in fear of these people. And so what you people are going to have to do is they're going to have to stand up for their rights and their beliefs because if you don't, the socialists are going to take them from you. I mean, there's no doubt about that at all. And so the, the, this this battle with with the fuel standards with California is, is another way to do that. California has an EPA exemption put in in 2009, I think, by the Obama administration that kind of let them set fuel standard it's in the United States. And Donald Trump is saying, wait, we can't have California setting fuel standards for the entire United States. And this is one of the things I want you to understand is one of the things we're getting into is we're getting into people setting standards for the American people, law and policy for the American people. And you go, well, Ted, that's what we've always done. And the answer is yes, we've always done that through our government. Okay. We've not allowed individual states to set policy for the rest of the United States based on the idea that they, they were going to do it and everyone had to, to kowtow to Texas or California, whoever. We didn't let foundations and in, in billionaires set policy by pushing through agendas and in, in funding think tanks and in, in, in fake news reports and everything else to set policy in the United States of America. Okay, and we didn't let this is a very important. We didn't let corporate America set policy in the United States for the American people. It's the other way around. The American people set policy for corporate America. And and so what's happened is, is these same foundations, these same billionaires, these same radical socialist groups are pressuring corporations and and the corporations are implementing policy that's opposed to the policy of the United States. And so what we have to do is we have to push back on all these radical groups out there. And it's not just Alexandria uh, Cortez and, and her socialist uh, friends over there in, in Congress. It's these think tanks in Washington. It's these billionaires out there that, that think they know better than the rest of the people, and they view the, the American people as a bunch of stupid rubes in flyover country. It's big foundations, typically were set up years ago, now controlled by liberals and radicals that have taken money and are pushing money into liberal and radical agendas that, that seek to, to, to set policy in the United States. We cannot have Facebook setting policy in the United States. We cannot have Facebook being the arbitrator of what free speech is in the United States. And, and there, there's a good example. Facebook has come down hard on the conservatives. They're trying to eliminate the conservatives. They're cutting off their feeds and different things like that. We can't have, another big one is, is Chase Bank. Chase Bank is now cutting off conservatives and saying you can't do business. That, 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 that above all else, that's so profoundly un-American. I mean, Chase Bank, I don't know why anybody would do business with Chase Bank or J.P. Morgan. I mean, uh, for for somebody to do to think that they can sit there because, by the way, in fairness, some of these 
conservative groups are a little on the, you know, fringe element. But here's the problem. Where does it stop? Facebook starts or in Facebook and Chase Chase Bank say, hey, you can't do this. We're not going to do business here. Oh, you sold the gun. Well, when is Chase Bank going to come out and say, well, all gun owners, we don't want to do business with you. We're not going to allow you to charge on our our credit cards or we won't let our we won't let our our clients write a check to you because you own a gun. Where does it stop? Where do you stop Chase Bank from doing this? Make no mistake about it. Uh, Chase Bank is a threat on numerous levels to free speech in this country, to 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 gun rights in this country and to freedom. I mean, don't. It's not the policy of corporate. It, it is not the place of corporate America to set policy. If they want to set policy, I have no problem nationalizing Chase Bank to let the United States government take over Chase Bank, and then Chase Bank then then Chase Bank can start operating as an arm of the government. And that, and that's a big thing. This is one of the major battles we're going to have to fight. As as people that that want democracy and freedom and capitalism, we're up against a very tough group of people here, and 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 they're gonna have to you're gonna have to start pushing back on this people. You know, you should pull your accounts from Chase Bank, and I mean it's just inexcusable that this type of stuff is going on out there. And uh, you know, it, but understand this is the battle we have to face today. Now. The good thing is we have Donald Trump. People are starting to wake up to what's happening. They're starting to wake up to what's going on in in uh, colleges in this country. I mean, it's gotten so bad that Donald Trump is having to sit there and push a, a thing saying that if, if, if a college or university doesn't support freedom of speech, they're going to lose government funding. I mean, that is I, when I grew up. The, the colleges, there'd be protests and go, you can't protest. And they'd go, oh, against the Vietnam War. They go, oh, yes, we have freedom of protest and freedom of speech. And the colleges would have, they would have done anything for free speech. And now they're starting to regulate. They've, they've decided to make themselves the arbitrators of free speech. We've gone 180 degrees in this country. It's, it's utterly remarkable. And, but people are starting to see that. You're starting to see alumni at these big universities start pushing back. Uh, you know, uh, you, you look at some of the stuff, uh, I think it was Missouri, uh, they, they had a lot of problems with free speech, with diversity and everything else up there. All of a sudden their enrollment started plunging. The, the alumni started cutting back their, their donations. You're going to have to, if your school is coming up with these dumb ideas, call up the people in, in, at the foundation's office, call up the people at the, at the giving centers. You know, and let them know what you think. If you're just an alumni, let them know that, hey, this is not the values that I, that we grew up with in this school. And of all places, the the, the most sacred bastion for free, for free speech has always been college campuses, always. And now that's, now all of a sudden that's ending and you can only say things if you believe in a certain you know, a spectrum of beliefs, and in, in, in so this is something. And what we're do, what we're looking, and the reason we're bringing this up is we think politics are going to are going to really start playing a bigger and bigger part in what's happening uh, in the in the in the country, and it's going to start affecting asset prices. It's going to start affecting stock prices. You know, we've had calls. At, you know, I talked to a lot of people when I was up in New York. And, you know, I mean, some people are like, look, hey, this is not looking good. I'm pulling money out. I'm getting cautious. Uh, you know, what do you think? I'm asking me, what are you thinking here? What are you thinking here, Ted? What about the socialist? Uh, as more and more goes on, as the socialists start 
gaining ground, it's going to spook more and more people, and it's going to it's going to hurt asset prices, and it's going to hurt the economy. And you, and this is what I said. I said, well, look, chances are the socialists aren't going to get into power, right? I think most people would agree with that. But hey, what were the odds that Donald Trump at this time uh, at this time uh, last year, about four years ago? was going to be president of the United States, and everyone would have given the socialists a bigger chance. But here's Donald Trump as president. So understand the idea that we get a socialist president that tries to push forth a socialist agenda in this country is not that far-fetched. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm pretty sure it's going to, it's not going to happen. But I will tell you two things. I think one of them is I do think we're going to get a point where people are going to get spooked that it could happen. And the second thing, and the other reason I don't think it's going to happen is I think the American people are going to start pushing back on this absolute insanity that that that's going on out there. And, and it's the only way to stop it is you're going to have to start rising up and going, whoa, wait a minute, this is completely absurd. It makes no sense to me. And you have to stand up. And so so I, th- I think this is going to start affecting the market. We've had a very good, very strong market in here. And, 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 and I think you just want to be a little cautious because you do have to understand. But I, I think by at the latest November of this year, it's going to be full tilt, you know, presidential election and just battles back and forth all over the place. Everything is going to be about politics. Everything is going to be about the four years. We're probably going to see the most tumultuous uh political season since, at best case, 1968, uh, worst case since right before the Civil War. So we'll see what happens, but those are some things. Tell you what, tell you what, got to get in here and get a quick break. Uh, if you got any questions or comments, you can always give us a call. We're going to be talking about saving investments, uh, charity, different types of things we can do uh, after this, get more back to, to the uh, retirement area. If you got any questions or comments, 713-339-1070. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. 
downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks, when they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments, and your retirement. Uh, a couple things. If you're not on the Max Out Savings Report list, we just sent out our most recent one out. We'll be sending another one out within another week talking about savings, investments, retirement ideas. It's all in the free Max Out Savings Report. I write this to help you out. Uh, help you understand how to save money, how to build up wealth, how to save aggressively, invest conservatively. Just go to the MaxOutSavings.com website. That's MaxOutSavings.com website. And you can sign up for the free report. Uh, you can also sign up for a meeting with me if you'd like to we'll go over your financial situation, see how you're set for retirement. Uh, you can request an appointment on there. Just go to the website, MaxOutSavings.com. You can also call up at 713 713- Three three nine ten seventy. That's seven one three 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 nine ten seventy here at the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, a couple things we I, I, I wanted to to go over here. The uh, let's see here. There we go. Uh, checking something here. Uh, how to do the the uh, the tax situation? And and this is something that. Uh, that we, with charitable giving and we, we've had some questions on this and one of the things that, that that's come up is is how how do we sit there and uh how how, how do you give money and, and what 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 we've got is is the the tax law of 2017 changed up deductions quite a bit and so the standard deduction was doubled and therefore many people don't itemize as much and so you've got to be more targeted with with your charitable giving. And and one way you can get around this is if you're over 70 and a half, you can actually make the charitable contributions directly out of your IRA. It does it in 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 this way it doesn't go on your uh it, it doesn't it, you can still uh not itemize and get the deduction. And, and so this is a fantastic uh 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 tax savings for people over 70 and a half. So if you're giving money to your church for the building fund or just even your regular regular donations, you know, some of our clients give out quite a bit to, to, to the church. Uh, you can get, so instead of going, you can go, hey, Ted, look, I'd like to give uh, uh, 5000 I give $5,000 a year uh, to Second Baptist or whoever, and we can just make the check payable out of the IRA from them. Then you don't have a $5,000 income going on to your tax thing, but you don't have a five thousand dollar deduction either. But but since you're not using, you're itemizing, it makes no difference. So this is a huge tax advantage if you're over seventy and a half, and you can use this for your RMD uh, required minimum distribution. This is a great way to go. Also, when it comes to charitable contributions, uh, the the other thing to to look at is you want to have a plan for this. Uh, I get lots of requests for charitable contributions. We try to help out. Typically at the beginning of the year, I try to come up with basically a, a plan on a simple piece of paper on how much I'd like to give or donate during the year to different different charities. 
and and some of them it, it, it's it's the church, others it's different different things that we do. But I try to have a plan and try to have a budget for giving. And in this way, you fill your bu- your budget up. You leave some room for extra giving, and then this way. You, you can control what you're giving, and then you can give it some serious thought as well. So, so you're just not going off the top of your head. Particularly very wealthy people, this is a really big thing to do. They set aside a certain amount of money for charity every year, and they tend to give bigger chunks of money, but they, but they thoroughly analyze and vet what they're going to do. Well, you can do the same thing. Decide, hey, how much am I making? I'm making uh, $150,000 a year. I'd like to give 10% uh to charity and so i'm going to give out 5000 here 7500 uh, here and then some other smaller donations but so when it comes to charitable charitable giving have a plan just like you have a retirement plan just like you you have a budget it, look most people in fairness don't have a budget uh most people just have a pretty much an idea how much they can spend each month uh particularly if they're giving if they're putting away money into their 401k plan, so they put away 10 or 10, 12 percent, and then they get maybe a three or four percent company match. So they get some up to 13, 16, 17 percent, and then they can spend all the rest of the money that comes into their account. And so they kind of they're able to sort of manage through and, you know, oh, whoa, 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 I'm running out of money at the end of the month. What am I going to do type of thing? Well, one thing it's better for is really uncharitable giving to have that budget ahead of time. So you could either, hey, I'm taking out $200 a month or whatever for this, $300 for that, for for giving type of programs. And then, then what you can do is you have your, your budget, and then you put it down, and then you can do it on a monthly basis. And a lot, of the, a lot of the charities will now just do a monthly credit card donation. And so it makes it a lot easier. Then you have, uh, you have records of, of the, where the money went and everything. But, but, but uh, a good rule of thumb to use when giving is have a budget. <clears throat> That's what the wealthy do is <clears throat> they actually have a, a, a charitable giving budget. Once you've used up your budget, you can say, look, I've used my budget up for the year, and I'm, I, I'm sorry, I'll think, consider you next year uh, for giving. Uh, so that's a thought on charitable giving, how to handle that, particularly when you're in retirement. When you, remember, when you're in retirement, you're on a budget at that point in time. Uh, a lot of people can work some overtime when they're still working or take a second job or, or, or you know, do all types of things to make more money, whereas when you're retired, you things tend to be more fixed and so when you're retired again be more fixed and the other thing you got to be real careful of is particularly as people get older is they tend to be more swayed by persuasions to sell and to 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 give money and so you have to make sure you're doing the right thing and not over committing and not endangering your your standard of living in your finances by giving too much as well. And, and there's plenty of money out there that's given, and you should, really should just give what you can give and, and not put yourself into financial jeopardy. So this is something else. We've come across that from time to time as well. That's on uh, charitable giving. A uh, couple other things we wa- I wanted to just touch base on. The, you know, looking... Uh, the. the We've been talking a lot uh, on the markets, and one thing we've been saying is, is we were able to cu- we were able to sit there in at the end of the year. Uh, we were very def- very very defensive going into the into the third into the fourth quarter, actually third and fourth quarter, 
and, and the market started selling off, and, and we really were able to, to handle that very well. We, we picked up a few things at the bottom right around Christmas or added to this position and put up another position. It, it, and then uh, we have a couple hedges on up here. Uh, really, I, uh, I added one this week, and uh, we're going to send out a letter to the clients uh, over the weekend, uh, late in the week. And uh, I, I just I think the market has really had a big run in here. Uh, it's had one of the best starts uh, for in about 30 years, which is kind of deceptive because we had such a disastrous December. But 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 what I'm seeing is 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 a real slowdown in China. I don't care what you do when you look at China. If you look at if you look at uh, the Baltic freight index, it's plunging. If you look at containers coming to the United States, are ridiculously cheap. If you look at auto sales in China, they're down 30 percent. If, if, if you look at, at anything you look at, is, is really you're seeing warning signs of a severe slowdown coming out of China. And then if we get over to, to Germany, the same thing. Industrial production dro- dropped at the end of the year over there. Uh, we're having a slowdown. Uh, Mario Draghi this week, head of the European Central Bank, came out and, 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 and said that they're going to try to keep rates lower for longer. Uh, they, they're they're going to end there. They, they're, they're, they're really... They, lowered their expected growth rates in Europe. I mean, this was pretty clear that Europe is really slowing down. Their banks are in bad shape over there. Uh, the one thing, you know, the sh- on the show, we've, we're big, big critics of the Federal Reserve. I mean, I think the Federal Reserve has done more damage to our economic system than anything out there with these massive quantitative easing programs. But the one thing they did do was after, after, uh, uh, 20, 2009, after the financial crisis, they went in and really made sure the banks straightened up. They went in and looked at their balance sheets. They invoked the Boker rule so they could no longer trade. And why that was important is once they couldn't trade for their own account, they materially reduced the leverage in the banks because they weren't borrowing money to trade for their own account as much. In addition, they went in and took a look at their their loan loss reserves. They took a look at their bad loans. They made them raise capital. Uh, they made it, it, they increased the base cap. I mean, on, on numerous levels to the point that in the next crisis, what we believe is going to happen, and and we we predicted the failure of investment banks a year before it happened. It was very radical on this show. I mean, nobody was out there. I, I did not think I was going to be allowed back on the show the next week after I said I thought Lehman Brothers was going to fail in 2007, and it ultimately proved right, uh, is we're not seeing the problems in the banks, in the uh, he, in U.S. banks. We're seeing in corporate America where too many companies are taking on too much debt and, and we it, it, due to buy back stock, uh, and that's the next crisis. But so our banks here are in reasonably good shape. The Europeans never did that. They never straightened out their banks. They never raised enough capital. And, and they've kept interest rates close to zero. The 10-year the, the, the the, the United States Treasury is yielding about 2.62%. Guess, guess what the German 10-year is yielding? Any idea? Point zero five percent, point zero not point zero five percent in uh, which is almost zero for ten years. And and interest rates are too low across Europe. The banks can't make it. They're struggling. They can't make any money because there's 
because yields are so bad. Uh, people don't want to put money in banks because they're not paying anything, and it's a disaster. They have huge amounts of bad loans in their balance sheet. There's too much debt in Europe, but they never restructured their banks. And so their banks are going. Deutsche Bank was what fell last week, uh, and, and so the banks are in trouble. Europe is slowing down, getting close. I mean, Italy is slowing down, getting close to a recession. Germany is really slowing down, and there's massive – they managed to also mishandle the Brexit thing. So when the Euro, when the English decided to leave Brexit rather than Europeans coming and going, whoa, whoa, we think we had some problems here with immigration and, and some of these ridiculous rules. Why don't we sit there and control immigration, and then we'll change up some rules. If you guys will come back over to us, you know, we're willing to make big changes to keep you in. But they, instead, they doubled down on immigration over there, and, 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 and which is going to lead to the breakup of the European Union. And, 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 and so now— the European, the English are are about to engage in Brexit, which is the UK is going to leave the Europe, and so there's a massive uncertainty over there. There's massive uncertainty in China. So I think you're seeing a slowdown uh, globally out there that's starting to concern us. And so this week we we came in with uh, uh, a jobs number of twenty thousand uh, new people. If you kind of look through the list. It was a lot of construction and different types of jobs like that government. And some of it was, it seemed to be really related to the weather. If you looked at kind of regular hiring, white collar hiring, clerical, it, it really was pretty strong. And, and so I think it was really related to the weather. This, this, this compares to 310,000 jobs in January. And I think it was a little slow down from the government shutdown. Now, interestingly, unemployment fell to 3.8%. And what it, and the other interesting thing is wages went up a little better than expected, so wages are still going up. This, the reason why we're a little more bullish in the United States uh, is that our job situation in the United States is probably the best in about 50 years. It's pretty darn good. You know, maybe at least 30 years, but, it, you know, you can make a case it's 50 years. Uh, and and so 3.8% unemployment is, is, is pretty good. And, and so... So things are doing better here. We're kind of making a shift from from a financial economy where everybody views stock prices and asset prices or how good the good good the United States is doing versus jobs, plant, equipment, new ideas, patents, new uh, you know, uh, the future, which is what we've always based our comp country on in the past. Oh wow, look at this. We have the telegraph line. Oh wow, we have a telephone. Oh wow, we have uh, you know the electricity, the telephone. Wow, look at this. We have a computer. What is this? An internet, automobile. All of these things built the country up. The stock market did not build the country up. And and and, and so and so this shift, what we think is happening is is this shift is not as good for the stock market because people are looking at jobs, they're looking at plant, they're looking at equipment. They're asking companies, how many people are you employing? What are you doing? Are you moving manufacturing back to us? Uh, the, the, their employees are going, we want raises. They can't, fire, they can't hire workers, so they're having to give their workers more money. Now, the good news is, they put, is they're starting to get those raises. As, as, as employees become more productive through robotics, through, uh, through computerization and different things like that, you can afford to pay them more. Productivity is starting to go on up, going up for the first time in a long time. And this is one of the things Alan Greenspan said is he's one reason why we didn't see un, uh, wages go up for 
20 years has been lack of productivity. Well, now we're starting to see that investment come back in. You know where the productivity was going? China. The U.S. companies were putting in manufacturing plants in China. They were putting in uh, robotic systems in China. And then the Chinese productivity was going up, and they were getting the jobs. Now companies are coming back to the United States. They're looking. I've talked to people that are putting factories in in Austin. They're putting factories in, in Houston, moving them away from China. The longer this trade war with China goes on, the more companies are going to put more factories back in the United States. If you look at the future... If you look at the future and you figure future is robotics and artificial intelligence and everything, and we're not going to need as many workers, why do we need to have any anything imported in the country? Because we could use robotic systems and automated systems to make everything in the United States. And the key about, about making it in the United States is we're more efficient than most places in the world. We have a better rule of law. We're a free market, a capitalist system. In addition, every time we make anything from a cell phone to a gallon of gasoline, we do it on a much more energy efficient and a much more environmentally friendly way than anywhere else in the world. And, and so every time we import something from overseas, we're damaging the planet. Every time we import something from overseas, we're contributing to to global warming or whatever you want to call it or destruction of the planet. At a minimum, what everyone can agree on is every time we import something from China, you're contributing to the destruction of planet Earth. Make no mistake about it. And so we need to start caring more for the planet and having our 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 manufacturing and everything in the United States of America. And we're starting to see that. You're starting to see the best. You're seeing the best uh, employment in 50 years. Now, things are slowing down. Okay, there's pressure on earnings. Interest rates are going up. There's pressure to put more plant equipment in. There's pressure to grow jobs. A big thing we talked about on the show a couple weeks ago was craft. Craft came out. Craft is Craft Heinz has been run by this Brazilian group. These people were the best cost cutters on the plant. They go in there. They would they would come into a company. They start firing workers, cutting expenses, uh, efficiency, efficiency, efficiency. Well, they've driven Kraft into the ground. Kraft Heinz. Right now, their 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 profits are plunging. They didn't invest anything in new plant equipment. They didn't invest in the future. They didn't invest in new products. And so, what's happening is their stock has plunged down. It's it's plunged from 70, 80 down to 30, whatever it is. It, it's been a huge loss for Warren Buffett. It, 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 and so, whereas other companies that are investing in their people, investing in plant and equipment, those companies are doing well. It, 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 and, and so, we're seeing this shift back because that's what people want. They want to be doing business with people like Costco that's paying their workers well, investing in plant and equipment, and doing well. And creating things, and so, and this is all working to the best interest of the United States. But we have somewhat of a slowdown. We have a massive slowdown in in, in China. We have a slowdown in Asia. Uh, it, it, I'm sorry, in uh, in in Europe. And so we're getting some slowdowns here in the United States. The Chinese aren't buying as many products from us because because we're seeing a drop off in, uh, uh, because they, because of their trade war so that's all going to pressure earnings so the stock market is a little more problematic than the economy and that's where I think you want to be a little more careful we're making this transition from the from the real economy from the financial economy the stock market against that backdrop 
the market tends to look 18 months in the future, and all of a sudden they're seeing Alexandria Cortez and the rest of her Red Army out there, you know, making a, a move for the presidency with Bernie Sanders, and that's not a positive. So a lot of things are happening, uh, but it, I think it's a time for a little caution in the market. Tell you what, we're coming up here in a quick break. We'll be right back. I've got a short segment, but if you want to get in, 713-339-1070. We'll talk about the markets when we get back in, in your 401k plan, in IRA rollover. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. This is Ted Gioka, and uh, we are talking savings, investments, and your retirement. Uh, if you got any questions or comments, uh, this is the last segment, 339-1070-339-713-339-1070, and we'll be happy to get them answered. The... Uh, couple things. You can go to our website, sign up for our free Max Out Savings Report. We talk a lot about these different issues in the report, about how to save money, how to save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth. I write all this stuff to help you out. We've got thousands of people on the list, and it is completely free. We don't bother you. Uh, we, we, we It's a private list. Uh, it's there to help you out. So sign up, and uh, you can also sign up for an appointment if you need some help with your uh, IRA rollover at 713 713- Six two seven four hundred, if seven one three. That's the office. You can actually call us on the thing at seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. Ah, markets here. 
a couple things happened. Look, uh, the the Europe EU basically came out and said they're going to be much more. They're going to put uh, much more loose with the money over there. Typically, that triggers a big market rally. It didn't rally this week. Uh, I, I really think that's that's a real concern, and uh, the the dollar continues to go up, and that's going to pressure corporate earnings as well. Uh, but that simply means we're the best place to be. Everyone else is worried about what's happening around the world right now, and uh, you know, in many ways, this really looks like the late 1930s, where you just have a lot of dissension all over the world, a lot of problems. And, uh, you know, they're played out and we're, we'll have to see how it goes. But I think it's just going to be an interest, very tough year. Let's take a quick call from Brian. Hey, Brian, how you doing? Hey, good. How are you doing today? Great. Thank you. You had a question. Yeah. So I heard you talking about the Chinese, um, you know, slowdown. Yeah. Uh, things are weakening a little bit. What I was wondering is um, when the U.S. and China seem to be near a trade agreement, so will that have a longer-term effect or a short-term effect or what your what your outlook might be? Wow, that's a good question. Uh, what I think is going to – if we get a trade deal in the next two weeks, I think it could put a – you could see a bounce up in the market that it puts to some type of top in. Uh, I, I think I think it's going to dawn on people that, that this situation with China is going to last a lot longer, even if we get a trade deal. It, it, and what's really happened, Brian, is – the problem is, is China's moving back to a hardline communist country, and and, and so they they they're not. It's no longer a level playing field. Almost no matter what we do, and at the same time, their economic problems are much worse just because of that. Just, uh, to put you an idea, if we just start adopt socialism here, our economy would probably go down. Well, they're adopting a hardline system, whereas before they were kind of moving to capitalism and maybe somewhat of a, a somewhat of a democracy, kind of a democracy capitalism light. Now they're moving back to to communism, and I think that is having a very detrimental effect. And they're seeing that. By the way, I think this week they're having uh, somewhere in here they're having a big uh, the communist uh, party meetings over there, which evidently they're really struggling with. Okay, great. I just, I just wondered. Yeah. So, uh, to, to also, look, here's a couple things. I there's rumors they put off the meeting. I think they put it off for a couple of weeks, try to do some more negotiating, and then they they come in to meet. Uh, if if Z's coming over here, most likely the meet the they're going to get a deal done ahead of time because no one wants. I mean, Trump cr- took a risk with. Uh, with the North Korean leader uh, Kim Jong Un, and it and it didn't come out, so the Chinese are going to want to have something done ahead of time. So if he's coming over here, expect a deal to be done. Uh, if the market rallies up big ahead of it, then you're likely to see a sell off. I, I think we're going to probably sell off for the next week or two till we get something going. Okay, so, um, you know, I got some Chinese tech socks, so I'm thinking I'm just going to maybe stay pat for a little bit until. That's you know they've had yeah. a big run, you know, it, it's yeah. very very strong. I'd probably pull a little off the table in here. Okay, all right. Because keep it. Thanks mind, for the- Yeah, the the other uh, final quick thing is is the uh, uh, the group that the, the I think it's the EFA index increased China's share of it to three and a half percent, which has quadrupled it. So that's created some buying. So so yeah, but I think you've had a good run. So I'd pull a little off the table in here. Okay, great. Thanks, Ted. Thanks, Brian. Good question. Uh, look, uh, the market right now, uh, the S&P broke underneath the 200-day moving average. The Nasdaq's under the 200. The Dow's a little above it. I, to me, it looks like 
the, the market's breaking down. The, 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 the tech, uh, the, the transports have really seem to be coming down, and that often leads a little bit. So I think after this big rally, I think you've got to be very cautious given the level of economic uncertainty in Germany and China and, and, and somewhat of a slowdown here in the United States. I think we have another month or so of very muddled economic numbers because of the shutdown government shutdown in, in 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 January and the really bad weather in February. I just got back from the East Coast and it it is still it's just horrible up there. They think the wet, uh, the uh, winter's never going to end. So I think you want to be a little cautious in here overall. Uh, the dollars, the interest rates seem to be dropping, and that's kind of that's another warning sign that things are slowing down. So I think now's really the time for caution. We have a little bit of a hedge on, and I think you just want to be some cautious. Uh, a couple things uh, coming up at the end of the show. If you need some help, go to our website maxoutsavings.com. I'll be happy to. You can request an appointment. I'll sit down with you and show you how we manage money using our value investing approach to the stock and bond markets at Max Out Savings Advisors. Also. If you're not on the list, sign up for the free list. When I say free, it genuinely is free. I write this. This is one another way to participate in the show, and I write this to try to help you out. So just go to our website, and just all you have to do is give us your email address, and uh, and that's it. I think we ask for names. Sometimes people just give their initials or whatever. Just an email, and, and the report is yours. So go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Remember our motto and our philosophy to save aggressively and invest conservatively. One of the topics on the show earlier today was was charitable giving. We're handling charitable giving. It's the start of the new year. Come up with a charitable giving budget. That way you can align your big charitable giving for the year and then keep some space for some smaller giving during the year. And then once you've filled up your charitable giving quota, unless it's a really something you really want to do, it allows you to say no to some people and kind of control your charitable giving. And it also lets to make sure you're giving enough when you put it down on paper because sometimes people aren't giving as much as they think they are. Tell you what, we'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Saving Show. Until then, I hope everyone has a great week. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca on AM 1070. The answer. Have you tried digital marketing but don't know if it's getting you customers? Got different companies running your web design, social media marketing, and geofencing, but not sure which is working and which is a waste of your dollars? Contact us at Salem Surround, digital marketing experts who offer a free and Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.